Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Trapped in the house. It doesn't even have to be major. It can be small. You are trapped in the house. You have watched everything on Netflix, everything on Google, everything on YouTube. You, the, the Wi-Fi has gotten a workout at the house today. You folks have reorganized their closets and cleaned the garages for fourth time this time and now they've color-coded all their clothes and there's still these things that are going on. You ever just want to get out the house even if it's just to stand in the driveway and just look at nothing so that you can have a change of scenery? People are crying out. Amen. Turn with me, if you will. To the 130th Psalm, Psalms 130. I'll be reading the entire Psalm. Hear ye the word of the Lord, Psalm 130. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant mercy redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. God's word for God's people, and God's people said amen. Amen. You may be seated. For the time that is ours to share together, I would like to share a message called Within Earshot. Within Earshot. I have a confession to make. I um, I don't really like to have just plain old normal conversations, right? I, I have to use figures of speech when I talk, metaphors, idioms, colloquialisms. I, I can't just have a normal conversation, right? Uh, I, I just can't say a whole bunch of people were there. I got to say everybody and their mama was there. Or the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, or Lottie, Dottie, and D. Uh, one of my favorite ones comes from my Aunt Ronnie. Uh, if you were standing in front of the television blocking it where she couldn't see, she'd always ask, is your daddy a glass maker? <laughs> Instead of saying, I can't see through you. Uh, When uh, something's close, I can't just say it's nearby or close. It's got to be uh, within walking distance or within spitting distance or a stone's throw away or shouting distance. Close enough that if somebody was talking, uh, they could hear what was going on. But seriously, how far is shouting distance? 
Uh, the Guinness Book of World Records has an answer for that. Uh, the furthest amount of, uh, that a male voice has been recorded in, in, in when it's not windy is uh, 590 feet, 6.6 inches. Um, but then there's a language. Uh, there's an island, a Canary Island, where the people speak Spanish. is a combination of Spanishing, Spanish and a high-pitched whistle. And they have been able to hear that about five miles away. And if the conditions were right, 10 miles away. Um, but that has to afford to travel over water. But the thing is, is somebody is talking and somebody is able to hear what that person said. Psalm 130 is yet another psalm of ascent or song of ascent, just like 121 was. Uh, songs that were sung on the way to Jerusalem. Uh, 130 is popular as well. A, a man by the name of R.E. Prothro said that he believes an anthem that was sung based on 130 is what got John Wesley to have his heart strangely warmed and for him to get confirmation about salvation through faith. But Psalm 130 is a psalm of lament. Everything is not sweet when the writer is writing this Psalm 130. This is a, an, a psalm of lament, one of 11 of them that are psalms of a lament. It's for a lament. It is forcing us to take a look at ourselves. There is something to lament about within the text. In return, the people are, uh, the person is beaten up and beaten down. The psalmist is crying and crying from a deep place. They know that they have been sinful and they are looking for forgiveness for that sin. The, the psalmist believes that what's going on to them right now, what is going on for them bad is the result of something that they've done bad and they are expecting some sort of punishment for their sins, but they're facing a crisis as well. Uh, uh, crying out from the depths. The, the, the text is using an image of water, and water is used uh, in the Bible for disaster. It's things that are happening bad to you that you cannot control, but it is still happening to you anyway. And so this, this psalmist is crying out from a deep place. They are hurting. They don't know what's going on. They don't understand what's going on, and they are looking to somebody to help them out. People are crying out right now, and they they are crying from the depths. They are crying from a deep place. They are crying from pain. Every day, the death toll increases exponentially. And there are some people that still don't care. There are some people that still think that they know more than infectious disease doctors and medical professionals and scientists because they looked up something on Google. They, they, there are people out here who have decided that they care more about the economy growing and living than they care about Big Mama growing on and living. These people who barely got out of a biology class, let alone took, went to medical school to learn something about it, are still going out and not social distancing and not keeping themselves in because they care about their freedom. There is something to cry out about. You're trapped in the house. It doesn't even have to be major. It can be small. You are trapped in the house. You have watched everything on Netflix, everything on Google, 
Everything on YouTube, you the, the Wi-Fi has gotten a workout at the house today. You folks have reorganized their closets and cleaned the garages for fourth time this time. And now they color-coded all their clothes. And there's still these things that are going on. You ever just want to get out the house, even if it's just to stand in the driveway and just look at nothing so that you can have a change of scenery? People are crying out. But the good news is, is that God is within earshot and is moved by our cry. He hears our cry. And while he is moving, all we need to do is wait and hope. Wait on the Lord and hope in his word. There is forgiveness with God. Nobody deserves it. But we get it because God loves us. And the text moves when he says, out of the depths that I have cried, Lord, hear my voice. Then he goes on to say, Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy and with him is abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel. Watch the text now. It went from I to we. It went from my pain to what Israel can do to get there. We are all in this Together. We are all in this together. We don't deserve the help, but we're going to get the help because there is a God that is full of grace and strong enough to beat this thing, even though we are not strong enough to beat it ourselves. That's when the text says that when I am weak, God has made strong. I feel that that's what Paul was talking about when he was in 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. And he said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I and then I am strong. This proclamation is a preparation for a profession of faith. I know it doesn't look good right now, but I'm going to wait on the Lord. I know God heard my cry, and if God heard me, he's going to eventually do something about it. It may not be the way I want it. It may not go the way I would like it to go, but it's not going to be out of God's timing. There were other people that cried out to, the, to God in the Bible and, and heard. First Samuel 7 and 9, Samuel cried out to the Lord and Israel, Lord, for Israel and the Lord answer me. Psalms 3 and 4, I cry aloud to the Lord and he answers me from his holy hill. Psalms 34 and 4 says that I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Even Luke in the New Testament, 1, through 1 and 13, it says the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall name him John. Sometimes all you can do is cry. Sometimes all you can do is moan. Sometimes all you can do is not pray a perfect prayer where you hit all of these points and recite some scriptures. Sometimes all you can say is, Lord, help me. And sometimes you can't even get out the Lord, help me. Sometimes all you can lay out is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Cry out to the Lord. 
He will hear your cry and be moved by it. We cried out in the motherland. We cried out through slavery. We cried out through Jim Crow segregation. Our forefathers cried out through reconstruction and Jim Crow. They cried out through segregation. They cried out through integration. They cried out during the school to prison pipeline. They cried out with the fire hoses. They cried out with the dogs. They cried out when some of the people who go to this church were some of the first African-Americans to step foot in some of these schools in this city. They cried out and the Lord was moved and answered them. We cried out when this church was built. We cried out again when Harvey hit and the church had to be rebuilt. You cry out and the Lord will answer you. Not a perfect prayer sometimes. All you can get out is Jesus. And you've cried out, I would take, if we took a time to take a poll, I would say you cried out and there was food on your table when you didn't know where your next meal was coming from. You cried out and there was clothes on your back when you didn't have any threads. You cried out and now you were in your right mind when everything around you was going crazy and falling out and crying out when there was some sickness in your body or somebody else you know's body and they needed healing. Wait on the Lord and hope in his word. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 and 6, to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Well, that's all we can do right now is wait. Wait and hope. And I like that in the text because wait and hope in the Hebrew are, 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 are synonyms. They, they are alike when you are waiting and you are hoping. You are waiting with an expectation. You are waiting because you know if you put your hope in his word that he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should seek cause to repent. He, you wait and hope on his word because his word never returns to him void. If he said it, he's going to do it. Has thou not known Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them who have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall fall and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up as wings as eagles, run and not get weary, walk and not faint. I wait on this word because then I can fly. And if I can't fly, I'm a run. And if I can't run, I'm a walk. But I'm a keep moving forward and waiting on his word. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. We can cry out. To the Lord, we can put hope in his word because God is within earshot. And if he can hear us, he will move and answer our prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Thank you for listening to this message. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you found this message. If this message blessed you, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Connect with Pastor Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like Faith UMC Dickinson on Facebook.